You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, uh, you know, it was funny, Nick, last night in the press box after the game, I was going through, I was writing down everything that I wanted to, to touch on. In, in this podcast and, and stories and stuff. And it was like the fifth thing on my list was Melvin Gordon. And it seems like any other night that would have been a massive story. Right. And it, it, right. it is. Uh, but there was just so much that was, was going wrong for the Broncos last night that Melvin Gordon was sort of an afterthought. Yeah. I was like, well, well, you know, what are we doing here? Um, you know, is this high school football? That was kind of my reaction to this whole, this whole thing. So, uh, you know, well, I guess just what was your reaction to Melvin? I mean, I the thing is, is also I wasn't watching the TV. I was at the game, so I couldn't, you know, I, I saw that they were panning to him a lot on the sideline and him kind of just like shaking his head or rolling his eyes. Just It wasn't a whole lot of great mannerisms on the sideline, and it was very clear that he had gotten benched. Um, so what was your reaction to, one, him being benched, and two, his reaction on the sideline? Well, for one, I, I was really shocked that, uh, that that he was benched. I thought he would get more carries than he did. Uh, three carries, eight yards, and his longest run was uh, for four yards. I thought that they would just kind of work them interchangeably to be complementary pieces to one another. But then, obviously, you started to see that, hey, Latavius Murray – was getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, he's a big back. He's a big downhill running back. And he continued to fall forward. So at that point, you know, I'm sure they, they, they had those discussions before they even went in the game. This wasn't one of those things that they decided when the game went on. No, no. This was decided during the week. And Melvin, when he was asked, hey, you know, are you banged up? Are you nicked up? Was there a reason why you couldn't go in the game? He said no. And then when Coach Hackett was even asked, you know, hey, was anything wrong with Melvin? He said, well, not to my knowledge. Of course, not to your knowledge, because this was kind of an idea moving into the game that Latavius Murray would have as many carries. But here's what I thought. And and, and, I, and listen, I know uh, television networks have to do what they do, but I just thought it was uh, wrong for them to constantly show Melvin on the sideline. You, you do it once, you do it twice. But I don't need it like a third and a fourth and a fifth time showing him on the sideline. And most people say that he was pouting. You, you know what? You're done right. You, you'll be upset too when, once again, you've been a star in this league. Obviously, you had some fumbles, some things that you can correct. But then they don't really tell you anything. They just make that move and you stand on the sideline. George, the reason I know because I've been there myself. When they make a move, they don't even tell you. They've already decided but now you have to sit there and you have to go through it and you have to keep, you know, that professional face, right? Anytime you hear a team say, well, that player is being professional. That means that guy's being screwed, but he is taking it like a champ. Melvin Gordon could have done a better job, but your emotions take over, George. You know, and the emotions took over during that time. And you could tell he was visibly uh, frustrated. But right now the Broncos 
have another bell cow or lead back, and that's Latavius Murray. And unfortunately, this could be the end of days for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'm going to jump into that real quickly, but Nick, we do have some uh, brief breaking news here on Russell Wilson. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, Russell Wilson is considered day-to-day. It's a real injury, and he's in real pain, but he's pushing to play. The Broncos will continue to evaluate his progress on a short week. So um, I guess that's that's good news. Like When I first heard that it was a hamstring, it was like he's going to be out several weeks. Maybe he still could be out several weeks. Uh, maybe he doesn't play this Sunday, but – um, I guess that's somewhat good news. Um, but I, I want to jump into more Melvin Gordon stuff. We've, we've talked enough about Russell Wilson, but I just wanted to add that in there. Well, 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 real quickly, uh, just kind of comment on that piece of news. Yeah. Me, I'm going to bring it up again. He's got a hamstring injury. The offensive line hasn't shown that they can protect him. Once again, is it time to consider that idea of shutting Russell down for the remainder of the season? It sounds crazy, but I mean, you tell me really quickly. I would shut him down this week. Um, I'm not playing him on Sunday. That's for sure. Uh, I just, I, it, it's not worth the risk, Nick. Like, I don't understand this. Like, they're sitting at two and four, man. Like, the reality is, I'm not saying the season's not over. Obviously, you can go on a run and, and make some plays and, and do that, but they've got some serious issues when it comes to the offensive line, the injuries that they've had uh, up front. Like, I, I just don't see how you continue to protect him. And he was running for his life half the time last night. And and when he wasn't running for his life, he was on the ground because he was getting sacked. So, like, I, I don't understand the idea of, of play, playing this guy that you're paying a quarter billion dollars uh, for him to just go get hurt even more. Like, he's clearly banged up. The shoulder, like, I, again, I wasn't, I, I wasn't watching the TV, but it looked like they were doing something to his shoulder every single time he came out. I don't know if that was a heating pad or ice. I don't know what it was, but clearly he's not 100% there. And now you add a hamstring, which Nick hamstrings a, a serious injury. I mean, you, you're, I mean, and I think it, it played a part in them unable to move the ball there in the fourth quarter and overtime is like, he was, he was not able to, to move very well. Uh, and so I, I just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to play him at well, least this I, week, this week. Well, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, it, it really hamstrings you. No pun intended. When you have a quarterback who's laboring, and his offensive line can't protect him. And I can tell you right now, Quentin Williams is a beast for the Jets. You don't want to put Russell under that type of duress where now he gets injured for the season. So, you know, maybe you don't shut him down for the remaining of the season. Maybe you shut him down and bring him back for that uh, game against Jacksonville. But those soft tissue injuries have a tendency to linger. Yeah, man. I I don't know. It's all bad for the Broncos right now. Um unfortunately, but uh, I did want to comment quickly on, on Melvin. Um, you look, I, I'm caught in, a, in an interesting spot here because like, I, I, I like Melvin a lot. Uh, I, I think that I was surprised too, that they benched him. I thought he was playing well. And, and again, I get it. He's a liability when it comes to, to fumbling and, and all that. And maybe there's just some trust issues there. I think there's more to this story, Nick. Uh, I think there's maybe, and, and this is just me speculating, but I think that maybe there's some sort of, division right now between him and, and Hackett or the coaching staff or something. Uh, because like you said, that decision wasn't just made last night. Like that was a decision that, that was, you know, made during the week probably. Uh, and, and when they signed Latavius Murray, I think they had every intention of him being their guy moving forward. Right. Uh, and so I, I think that at this point, Nick, I mean, we could sit here and talk about, should he be pouting? Should he not be pouting? Should he have said some of the things that he said 
to the media afterwards, uh, which I don't know if you read that off, but him talking about, you know, he, he wasn't hurt. He felt he it said it sucked because they, you know, the Chargers fans were doing the stuff on the big screen, you know, calling him a clown and all of that. And, you know, I, I think he said something about like he was kind of clueless, I think is what he said about mm-hmm. what happened. Um, you know, we can talk about all that, but I think Nick, it's reached a point with Melvin that it's maybe in the best interest of the team and also in Melvin to be somewhere else. Uh, and I don't know, I know everybody floated around the Cam Akers, maybe you do that straight up. I don't know, but there's clearly some sort of division between him and the coaching staff. Uh, and I, I don't know if there's that sort of division with him in the locker room, him and Jerry Judy were having an interesting conversation during the game. They show it on TV, uh, but it just seems like this is a you know a locker room issue waiting to happen, and I think that they need to kind of either clean it up, clear it up, which I think they will today, maybe at a press conference. But uh, I think it might also just be safe to just move on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, w- once again, the days of Melvin Gordon are drawing closer to coming to an end. And with Coach Hackett being asked, was something wrong with Melvin? And he's saying not to my knowledge. To me, as a coach, you get an injury report. You know which guys that you're going into the game who's going to be healthy. And if there was any doubt that, that Melvin wasn't going to be there due to health or whatever, it would have reflected – and how did the team operate it? So that tells me that th- this was already a move they had thought about before. It was just a matter of making it making it happen. Even Boone got some carries, but he didn't get as many. I think he only had like two carries. But now the idea is that you got you have Latari- Latavius Murray. Let's give him the ball and let's see, you know, what, what definitely happens. But I understand Melvin being frustrated. And I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that conversation between him and Jerry Judy to understand exactly what Jerry Judy was trying to communicate to him. But that scene just shows you where the level of frustration is on the offensive side of the ball. But it also displays, George, the level of frustration that Broncos country has with the offense not being able to move the ball consistently. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all bad, Nick. Um, it's all bad. I, I think him and Jerry, that conversation encapsulates kind of the entire offense's emotions, right? Uh, it was very clear Jerry was met, was was pretty upset, and obviously Melvin uh, was not happy about not being on the field. I, I thought Latavius Murray played well, 15 attempts, 66 yards, um, you know, was manageable. I mean, it wasn't like he, he blew you away with the speed or anything like that, but also, I mean, the offensive line, I, I just don't think they're very good. Uh, so, like, how can you really tell? Um, but it, it's, again, the, the locker room dynamic right now, Nick, is something that I don't think we've seen before with, with this Broncos team, at least in recent history. Like, I, I just think that there's some division there. Uh, and I don't know what how, how serious it is. Um, and maybe I'm just making that up. But it just seems when you see those shots on the sideline of, of guys getting frustrated, you hear – Justin come up and, and talk about leadership 
uh, in the locker room, those sorts of things, those all to me are, are sort of red flags of, hey, this locker room might be divided. And I think you're right, Nick. They need to have some sort of conversation this week among the players, maybe a players only meeting type situation. I don't I know Russell kind of does that thing that he calls, uh, what is it, the State of the Union, right? On Tuesdays, okay. I think, uh, is, is what he calls it, where he brings the players in and they watch the game back or whatever. It needs to be something. I don't know if they need to be watching film. I, I would maybe burn that film uh, and just talk about the issues that that they've got going on. But I, I just – I don't know, Nick. I'm starting to worry about this locker room. The more I think about it, the more I, 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 I sit back and take a step back about it, it just seems like there might be some issues in a locker room. And, and I think Melvin right now is, is obviously uh, pretty frustrated. I'm not saying he's the issue. I think there's probably several guys that are frustrated with what's going on. Uh, but it was very clear last night that – he, he was pretty upset. No, see, George, this is not one of those games where you burn the tape. Like, if you go on back looking at the Raiders game, maybe you say you burn the tape in that game based on how many yards you gave up to Josh Jacobs. But, no, this is a game that you sit in the room as a unit, as a group, right? We're not going to have indiv individual meetings. We're going to sit in the room as a group, and we're going to go through every single play. And – we're going to ask questions as to what's this, what's that, right? And that's the only way, it, well, in my in my past, to really hash out and handle a, a lot of this. You, you have to have the airing of the grievances because the coaches have their frustration. The players have their frustration too as well. And what doesn't work is when everyone is left to their own devices and going their separate ways to deal with that level of frustration. No, this is a team. Regardless of what people think of Hackett, the team itself, Russell Wilson, they have to stay together as a team. And sometimes you have to get in there and air your dirty laundry in front of everyone in order to move forward. You know, failure to do that, you're only complicating things more because things are only going to get more difficult from here on out, George. And all you're doing is stackpiling that garbage. And then at some point, once again, maybe one, maybe two players – there's going to be an outburst really quickly. I'll take you back to Vic Fangio days, right? There are a lot. There were a lot of guys on defense that were not happy with what was going on. Do you remember Shelby Harris and his his altercation on the sideline? I mean, yep. that, that is something that you don't want to see. But that is where this team is heading if they don't get the negative energy off of them. Yeah, I mean, it, look, the the locker room uh, is going to be tested these next few weeks, right? Uh, especially if they don't get things turned around. I mean, and, and, and to get things turned around, I think they have to stick together, right? Uh, the defense can't be like, well, if the offense is going to play bad, then who cares? We're not going to go out there and play our best. They, they've got to continue to play at a high level. And I think they will. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that, you know, you're not just playing for, uh, obviously you're playing for the Broncos, but you're also play, playing for your next paycheck, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Bradley Chubb, He's in a contract year. I mean, he's going to continue to play at an elite level because he wants to get his next check. Um, you know, Baron Browning, uh, he's not in a contract year, but he knows if he puts together a great season, he can be a guy that gets a big contract extension. So uh, I don't think you're going to see guys slacking off, but th that's what needs to happen, right? The defense needs to keep playing at an elite level. They need to stick together, um, keep doing their thing. And then the offense, they need a, like a, an intervention or something. I don't I don't know, uh, you know, a come to Jesus meeting i, I you know grievances, man. yeah go camping or something or no 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 camping you get everyone in the room and you tell them about themselves even if that means that 
players now have to tell coaches about themselves. But you air this out. You get this off of you because if you don't, if you don't, someone's going to spontaneously combust. And when they do, they're going to say something that they can't take back. And like my parents told me, the things you can't take back, word said and deeds done. So get in the room and get this stuff out there. I think the mountains is a great spot to do that, Nick. Go up the to the mountains. 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 Go up to the mountains and just let it out, man. Just go out there and scream. And I don't know, Nick. I'm just trying to come up with ideas. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying to fix the Broncos. I I, I gave them, I gave them Greg Dulcich. I said, here's your savior. He's gonna he's gonna fix it all. What's he do? He goes out there, plays great, scores a touchdown. Everything's right. Then all of a sudden he disappears. So you know, I don't know. But you know, here's here's the next solution. Go up in the mountains. Let it all out, airing your grievances, whatever it is. Cook some s'mores, bond around a fire. I don't know, but they they need to do something uh, because it, it's just not going in the right direction. And again, it just baffles me that it, there's just no no to little improvement every single week, um, and and that's that's concerning. So, um, well, we have a lot more to dive into this week, Nick. Um, you know, I want to dive into more of the defense, the positive. We can get to some of that later this week. I mean, some guys really played good football on Monday night. And, and it's a shame that, uh, that their, their efforts went to waste again, but um, that's it, Nick. That's all I've got. Do you have any, any final, you know, thoughts, uh, any rants left in you about, about this football team? Yeah. I mean, uh, forget your kumbaya moment talking about <laughs> s'mores and sitting around the campfire and going to the uh, mountains to kind of air the grievance. No, you go over to UC health training facility. Everyone goes in the meeting and everyone has their moment. If you, if you have something to say, stand up. If you have a statement, counter to what that person is saying, stand up. No fisticuffs, but we're going to get this out. We're going to get this out in the air. And, hey, if you want to bring in George Payton so he can now point the finger and start talking about people, hey, fine. Get it all out there so now the team can move on. But you and your kumbaya moment, no. Can't that. You, oh, let me ask you this before we get out of here. Did you did you ever have one of those meetings? One of those players only, everybody gets up, everybody says something type meeting? Yeah, we had a players only meeting. But let me tell you, man, those play, players only meeting, I don't like those. I like the ones where you get in there with Mike Shanahan and he starts calling people out. Now, it's one of the most nerve-wracking type things that you've ever been around, but it's been really productive. Now, the worst ones was with Bill Parcells and allowing him to do it. Now, that one right there, yeah, I, I was sweating bullets on that one, and I didn't even do anything wrong. Could you see? I I, I keep extending this podcast here. Our producer is gonna <laughs> is gonna kill us for this. But uh, did you do, do you see Nathaniel Hackett ever doing something like that? I mean, Mike Shanahan strikes me as yeah, he he's not afraid to call anybody out. Do you think Nathaniel Hackett could be someone that does that? I don't know, man. I don't know, but that's what they need to do. In yep. my opinion, that's what they need to do. Yeah, I I don't know if I see it. Uh, you know, again, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't know if he can he can do that. And of course, Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan's one of one, right? Um, you know, he should be a Hall of Famer. So uh, I don't know, Nick, but we'll, we'll dive into more of it. We'll break it down. I'm sure we'll calm down a little bit too. Um, come back to our senses here in a couple of days. Um, but uh, thanks everybody. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, the, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your mom, your dad, your friends, uh, your family, whoever. Um, and we'll see you guys again later this week. <laughs>